We are in Yavam Islam of Alba Medalev, 36A1 in the Archicle Gemara. We are in the middle of a discussion of a case where uh, it's a case of potentially Yibam, the husband passes away without any children. However, the wife of the deceased husband is pregnant. She is pregnant, and so she might have a child, she might, uh, she might have a baby, she might have a miscarriage. It's unclear uh, because she's pregnant. Um, so the Mishnah says that certainly if she has a healthy child, she has a healthy baby, so then everybody agrees that even if you did chalitza or you did yibam while she was pregnant, it's meaningless. It doesn't mean it doesn't have any halachic ramifications uh, because there's no need for yibam or chalitza. If they have a child, even though it's after the death of the husband, it doesn't make a difference and it works. It works to be viewed as having a child and therefore there is no need for yibam or chalitza. The whole question becomes what happens if the child, if there's a miscarriage or the baby is not a healthy baby and dies shortly after childbirth. So then in, in, in those uh, very unfortunate scenarios, uh, so then there's a question, did the chalitza which was done, let's say they did chalitza or yibam before she gave birth or before the miscarriage. So is that viewed as a halachically valid chalitza or yibam? Do we require chalitza or yibam again? So that is a dispute in the Gemara between Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish, as we discussed uh, in last week's recording. Rabbi Yochanan says it does work. We do not require a new chalitza or a new yibam. It does work. Uh, we do say retroactively as though there was a, an obligation to do yibam or chalitza after the fact, after we find out that it was a miscarriage. And then the chalitza or yibam does work. Um, and Rish Lakish is of the opinion that no, it doesn't work. It doesn't work, and we do require a new yibam, or we do require a new chalitza. The Gemara asked the question from the following brisa. The brisa says uh, that there is a case also of the sister-in-law, uh, the wife of the deceased was pregnant, and they did chalitza or yibam. And then there was also a co-wife. There happened to also be in that case a co-wife, a second wife. And the, the Brisa said that the co-wife is not allowed to marry whoever she wants. She's not allowed to marry whoever she wants. Um, and the question is, why not? According to Rabbi Yochanan. According to Rabbi Yochanan, if the Chalitza or the Yibam was really a good Chalitza and Yibam, uh, so then why can't she marry whoever she wants? Either way, if the child, if the baby is a healthy baby, so then there's there's no need for Yibam or Chalitza. So she, she can certainly marry whoever she wants. And if uh, it's not a healthy baby, if let's say there's a miscarriage, so then there was already Chalitza done. And according to Rabbi Yochanan, the Chalitza would work. So how would Rabbi Yochanan explain that Brisa? Why can't it be that the co-wife, marry, she should be able to marry whoever she wants, uh, she doesn't. She's not connected to the Yibam or Chalitza because either there is no obligation of Yibam or Chalitza because they had a child, or Chalitza was done to her co-wife, or Yibam was done to her co-wife, and so therefore she should be exempt, according to Rabbi Yochanan, that the Chalitza or Yibam would work, even though uh, the sister-in-law, the wife of the deceased husband, is pregnant. So the Gemara has to explain this. So they, we gave one explanation based on Abaye in the last recording, and then Rava rejected that, and so now we are giving a second explanation. El Amar Rava. Rava says, "Hachikamar, Hakones Yivimta Benimtes Mubaris Harezu Lotinas Itzerasa Shemi Avlad Ben Kayama." Rava says that the idea here is that really the Sarah, the co-wife, is not allowed to marry whoever she wants because maybe her child, the child of the pregnant wife, 
is really a healthy child, and therefore what? Everybody agrees, if the child is a healthy child, uh, that the chalitza and the yibam is meaningless, that there's no point of yibam or chalitza, that there's a total exemption of yibam and chalitza. But the key line is the next line. The havlar in opoter ha'olam. The child, the the baby, only exempts, removes the zika, the connection to require yibam or chalitza only once the baby is born. Until the baby is born, there is, uh, there is still a zika. There's still a connection for yibam or chalitza. The yibam or chalitza that took place is viewed as meaningless. It really is viewed as meaningless according to everybody because it's a healthy child. But the exemption from Yibam or Chalitza does not take place until the baby is born. Which means that when she's pregnant, then it's a healthy baby. So then there's a Zika, there's a connection, but there's nothing you could do. Yibam won't help, Chalitza won't help, because the reason why there's an exemption here from Yibam or Chalitza is not because of the Yibam that takes place or the Chalitza that took place, but it's really because of the child that is born, as being a healthy child. And that only happens once the baby is actually born. So once the baby is born, that removes the zika, that removes the connection. So the co-wife, the co-wife who is not pregnant, she is not allowed to marry whoever she wants because the zika, the connection, is only broken at the time that the baby is born. Once the baby is born, so now we see that there's a connection from the original couple, from the deceased husband and the wife. There is that continuation of that marriage. But that only could occur once the baby is born. So then there's a view, it's viewed as a continuation of that marriage. Um, and, and then there's an exemption of Yibam and Chalitza. But until that takes place, when the baby is still a fetus, so there is no exemption. There is still that Zika, and therefore the co-wife is actually not allowed to marry uh, whoever she wants. Even though Chalitza or Yibam took place with regards to the other wife, for the, for the pregnant wife, it will not exempt uh, the, the co-wife from Yibam or Chalitza until the baby is actually born. And this concept of the of of halacha being determined based on when the baby comes into the world, that has and it's a it's a halachically uh, uh, valid, it's a viable baby that has uh, other ramifications in other areas of halacha as well. For example, in terms of a bris milah, when do we determine when the eighth day is for a bris milah? That's based on when the baby comes into the world. Or another halachic ramification uh, could be if the baby is causing danger, life-threatening danger to the mother. So then at what point in time can we say that uh, that uh, we have, we're allowed to, or there's a mitzvah to, uh, to do an abortion if it's a life-threatening situation to the mother? Now once the baby comes into the world and it's still causing danger to the mother, once it leaves and, and, and comes into the world, so do we say that, uh, that still that it's life-threatening to the mother and therefore we could still... Uh, kill the baby, we say no. We say that uh, since the baby is uh, coming out and is out, is partially out, so therefore it's really viewed as a halachic baby and uh, you are not allowed to, uh, you are not allowed, the mother does not take uh, precedence over the baby in that scenario. Uh, with regards to other areas of law, also with regards to the laws of mourning for, for a baby, uh, there's a difference between a miscarriage and if the baby is born, um, uh, what happens in those scenarios with regards to the laws of Avelos and mourning. So this has ramifications beyond just uh, this particular topic. But in the end of the day, the Zika is only that connection that, that still connects you to the brother-in-law. 
the sister-in-law, brother-in-law connection, that is only broken once the baby is actually born. And so therefore the co-wife is not allowed to marry whoever she wants. She has to wait until the baby is actually born. The Gemara continues and says, Tanya Kavasi de Rava. We even have a Brisa in support of Rava. The Brisa says as follows. Hakonis Ivimto Benimtes Muberis. Our case, uh, where, uh, where, uh, somebody, uh, the sister-in-law, uh, is found to be pregnant. Even if you did yibam to the sister-in-law, to one sister-in-law, the sister-in-law is pregnant, there's a co-wife, the co-wife is not allowed to marry whoever she wants. Exactly our case. Because maybe the child, the baby, is a healthy baby. The chalitz and the yibam that's done does not break the zika. The only situation which breaks the zika, which cancels that connection, removes that connection, is when the Healthy baby is born. And that only applies once the baby is born. And so therefore the co-wife is also not allowed to marry whoever she wants until the baby is actually born because that co-wife still has a connection to the brother-in-law until the baby is actually born. That is what the Brisa says. So the Gemara says, commenting on that Brisa, The Brisa seems to imply that the only reason why we say the tsara, the co-wife, cannot marry whoever she wants is because we're concerned that maybe the baby will be a healthy baby, and therefore there's zika, there's this connection until the baby's born. The implication is, but let's say it's not a healthy baby. Let's say there's a miscarriage or the baby dies shortly after childbirth. That implies if that were to be the outcome, so then really the co-wife could marry somebody. Why? Meaning even while, while uh, before, before, she gives, before the other co-wife gives birth, because the chalit, implication is that the chalit and yibam which took place when the pregnant uh, sister-in-law was still pregnant, that that does work. It, it implies that it does work. The chalit would work. The yibam would work. And now the co-wife of the pregnant of the pregnant sister-in-law would be allowed to marry whoever she wants. The only thing that's stopping her from marrying whoever she wants is the fact that maybe the child is a healthy child. And then the zika is only broken once the child is born. But if the child, the implication is, but if the child is not a healthy child, if it's a miscarriage or if uh, the baby is born and dies shortly after childbirth, so then it implies that really the tsar the co-wife could marry whoever she wants because the chalitza that took place or the yibam that took place at the time of at the time of the uh, of the pregnancy really does work. That seems to be in contradiction to Reish Lakish. That is exactly our dispute between Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish. Rabbi Yochanan says. That type of chalitza or yibam does work. And therefore, the tzara, the co-wife, should really be able to marry whoever she wants. She's now no longer connected. Uh, while, while Rish Lakish says that, no, it doesn't work. So how could Rish Lakish explain this? If he says that the chalitza or yibam doesn't work, so then the tzara, the co-wife, should still have to, uh, this would still be uh, connected to the sister, to the brother-in-law. So I'm Rish Lakish. Rish Lakish explains as follows. This is how you have to read the b'risa. And he adds words to the Brisa, and we'll see his his addition to the Brisa, and with that we will conclude. Right, the cases where one of the co-wives is pregnant from her first husband, from the deceased husband, and the brother-in-law does yibam with her. The tsara, the co-wife, cannot marry whoever she wants, even though yibam took place with her co-wife. Still, the the second, the co-wife who is not pregnant, uh, cannot marry whoever she wants. Why? Because maybe, this is what he adds in, the child is not, the baby, there was a miscarriage, the baby died shortly after childbirth, 
And therefore, says, according to Rish Lakish, and therefore, and therefore, the chalitza that took place, or the yibam that took place, was really uh, not a good chalitza, not a good yibam. And that's why the co-wife is not allowed to marry whoever she wants, because the chalitza really wasn't good. According to Rish Lakish, you have to do chalitza again after she gives birth, or Yibam again, after she gives birth. And so therefore the co-wife cannot marry whoever she wants because she's still connected. The Chalitza and the Yibam did not work, according to Reish Lakish. And so that's what he adds into the into the Brisa. But then the Brisa continues, And if you want to say, maybe adds the Brisa, if you want to say, we should follow the majority, the Rov, the majority, the statistical majority is that it is a healthy child. So we should say we should follow the fact that it's a healthy child. If it's a healthy child, so then we should say the co-wife, the one who's not pregnant, should be able to allow her, we should allow her to marry whoever she wants because if we were to follow the statistical majority, it's a healthy baby. And then the healthy baby would tell us that really there's no obligation of Yibam or Chalitza in this case. Uh, the answer is uh, that no, even in a case where it's a healthy child and there's no mitzvah of Yibam or Chalitza, still, that exemption only happens. That total exemption, that total break of the Zika only takes place once the child is born. Once the child with the baby is born and the baby is a healthy baby, so then there's no longer that Zika connection. Um, and that will, but what, until the baby is born, there is that Zika connection. The co-wife is also connected, even the, the co-wife who's not pregnant is also connected still to her brother-in-law. And then there will be a, uh, a Zika, and she's not allowed to marry whoever she wants. The on- only once uh, the pregnant uh, sister-in-law gives birth, then that breaks the entire Zika, because now there's a continuation of the first marriage. And then uh, the co-wife, uh, the co-wife who is not pregnant, is allowed to then marry whoever she wants. And so that's how Rava explains uh, explains the Brisa, and that's how we could explain the Brisa also according to Reish Lakish. Not just to Rebiochan, but also according to Reish Lakish. But again, there is this big dispute between Rebiochan and Reish Lakish. If you could do Chalitza or Yibam while the sister-in-law is pregnant, according to Rebiochan, it says it does work. And Reish Lakish says it does not work. Okay, we will continue with this Gemara in the uh, next recording.